Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome in. It is the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen, and we, of course, are your Tiger Woods experts ready to break down a Tiger Week. It is the Zozo Championship out in Sherwood which should be a really interesting event. No cut, elite field, Tiger coming off a bit of a layoff. How will he play? We'll talk about it right here on the show. Hit us up on social. I'm on Twitter, at MrRogers99, and on Instagram, at MrRogers98. You can follow Bridget on Twitter and Instagram, at Bridget K. Whalen. And we're getting close to the season of giving, folks, so give us a five-star review. <laughs> on the Apple Podcast platform, Spotify, or wherever else you get your audio. Here's the rundown of today's show. Unsurprisingly, the Hero World Challenge has been canceled. That is Tiger's event, originally scheduled for the Bahamas, obviously due to COVID and travel restrictions. That ain't going to happen. We'll talk about it and the fallout there. Plus, the match 3.0 is on. And it's going to happen during Thanksgiving weekend. Who is playing? What are the rules? Will Tiger be involved? All of that coming up. And, of course, the Zozo Championship. Tiger is back. DJ is not dealing with COVID-19. What is the deal with him and his chances at the Masters in just a couple of weeks? All of that coming up right here on the program. But first, we are, of course, presented by betonline.ag. Here in late October, football has been rolling. Big Ten football this weekend starting up. Go Maryland Terrapins. You can get in on this action at Bet Online from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. That never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sportsbook experts lot of tiger woods conversation here on the show Let's start things off, though, with something unsurprising, obviously, Bridget. The Hero World Challenge has been canceled. It was to be played in Albany, Bahamas on December 3rd through the 6th. Obviously, travel restrictions as they pertain to COVID-19, a big reason why this isn't happening. It's an unofficial event, 18-player field. Maybe really at the end of the day, it was like, all right, we'll cut our losses and not do this tournament just because of the travel, the small field, and really it has nothing to do with the PGA Tour status, if you will. So obviously that ain't going to happen in December. Bridget Tiger Woods, that was obviously going to be a tournament for him. You can take that off his schedule now. Yeah, and funnily enough, where was Tiger's Hero World Challenge hosted between 2000 and 2013? Ooh, pick me. 
Sherwood Country Club. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. I love, I mean, I love anything that's quote unquote tigers. I, I really like that event. I, I like the course in the Bahamas. There's a lot of great memories of Tiger, especially when he, you know, returning, he came back to the Hero World Challenge. And that's sort of where we got our first glimpse of him after he had taken his own layoffs, not COVID related, just, you know, Tiger Wood, Tiger Woods pauses. So I really like the event. I have a fondness for it. The thing that I think I like most about the event is that it comes at the time of year when we don't have a lot of golf. 2020, we have a little shakeup and we got a lot of golf going on. So I don't know if I'll miss it as much as I would have had it just been scratched from a regular calendar because then you go a long period of time without a lot of golf. So that's kind of what I liked about it, you know, being in the sort of like wintry time of year for me because I go back random time you see tiger right just kind of that little date there like I'm back up home in Connecticut and it's like cold and and then I I turn on and I see the Bahamas so I don't need that reprieval we got a lot we, we got a lot of golf in the schedule it's a bummer for his foundation obviously that's a huge charitable event and it's just super cool to see all the best guys in that field tee it up but 2020, just not meant to be. We'll see you in the Bahamas in 2021. There you go. So that ain't happening this year, but of course, 2021, and obviously a great event for charity as well. Speaking of which, the match 3.0 is on. It is official. Capital One's the match. Champions for Change exclusively on TNT will be held Friday. Mark this down, folks. That's Black Friday, November 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern time at Stone Canyon Golf Club in Arizona. Here's the deal. Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson will be battling Steph Curry and Peyton Manning in a modified alternate shot match play. Chuck, meanwhile, is guaranteeing a win. And then you have Phil Mickelson saying, while we may need to handicap for Chuck, I'm looking forward to playing with Peyton and Steph and to help raise money for another important cause. It's also going to give fans and viewers an up-close look at Stone Canyon Golf Club, a place that I'm extremely proud of and excited to show how special it is. The event will contribute toward and highlight diversity, equality, and inclusion through donations to historically black colleges and universities. Bridget players are going to be mic'd up. That's fantastic. They can communicate directly with other golfers and broadcast commentators. You're going to have the cart cam as well, which is what you guys saw at the match 2.0. But all of that said, the elephant in the room is the fact that Tiger Woods is not involved. And I remember way back a couple of months ago, Bridget, we were talking about the match 3.0 and that the anchor of this series has to be Phil and Tiger being involved. We have Phil, we don't have Tiger. What do you think about all of this? Is it like Charles Barkley in and Tiger out or is it Steph in and Tiger out? That's the real question. I haven't decided. I feel like it's Charles Barkley in and Tiger out because Charles Barkley was a part of the two matches, but as an announcer, the two former matches, the match one and two, what are we, I don't even know how, like, how are we going to label these? Is it one, two, three? We're going to do like a trilogy. I like the one, two, three, honestly. Okay, so match one and two, he was an announcer. And 
just throwing some shade. So I'm actually kind of glad to see him out on the course. Back it up. I mean, I know he's not going to, but I, I would just like to put that out there. I don't like it. <laughs> Period. The end. I, Steph, sure, he plays on the web.com, but okay. Steph and Peyton, that's going to be a hard team to beat. Charles Barkley then throws a wrench in, in the whole thing where it's going to be like, apologies, Chuck. It's going to be uh, not that fun of a watch, I feel like. I'm, I don't want to see someone hacking it on the golf course. I just don't know. Like, I mean, Tom Brady toward the beginning of match 2.0 was stinking up the joint. And even then I was like, okay, let's figure it out. And then eventually he did figure it out. And now we're talking about he Charles. Barkley. Out. He didn't just figure it out. Charles Barkley isn't holing out. Correct. Correct. And Barkley, Bridget, honestly, if he were to record every single score and keep a handicap, he'd probably have a handicap of like 50. Like that's what we're talking about here. Ladies and gentlemen, love the guy entertaining. He's great on the NBA on T TNT. He's an ob obviously great commentator. Basketball player. He definitely, he has, he's, he has his thing. <laughs> this ain't it though. Like, you know, the saying this ain't it. And so honestly, I'd like to see him try to dunk a basketball right now. And that is, that was his, so uh, this is no, I'm not throwing shade at Charles Barkley. I would, I'm in no position to throw shade, but I would just like to put that out there that even in his own sport, I don't even really know if he's, he's really performing at peak right now. Well, he's got uh -huh. a bit of a gut now. He's a little bit older, you know, it is what it is. Right. But right. so, yeah, I mean, first of all, a, no Tiger Woods. That's a problem from a money standpoint, from an eyeball standpoint, Bridget, and just a sheer interest standpoint. Like, I really don't know if Charles Barkley and Steph Curry move the needle to the degree combined, by the way, compared to Tiger Woods. And so there's that. And then B, Peyton and Steph Curry, I think, are going to blow Phil and Chuck out of the water, yes. particularly because it's not best ball. It's modified alternate shot. So every single hole, Phil is going to be hacking it out of some random place that he doesn't want to be in. And I think really, rightfully so, Peyton and Steph are the favorites. Money line right now, minus 150 for Peyton and Steph. Phil and Chuck, plus 125. So it's the no tiger thing. And it's also the just lack of competition most likely from this event. The other thing is, why couldn't we get Justin Thomas involved? He was an announcer. Like, right. that's where I would have gone. I would have gone totally the opposite direction than this. I would have brought another pro, in addition to Steph, who he, he played on the web. And Peyton is, obviously, we have seen what he can do. I would bring in someone to up it, as opposed to, the thing is, I think that they're bringing in Charles Barkley for a different reason. I think that he's going to be the comedic relief. He's going to bring a lot more energy to the on-course dynamic in a sense that Tiger is the best at every single thing on the planet. And anyone could argue with me on that. He's not really the best comedic relief guy. And I think that Steph definitely is going to bring another element of that. So I really, I like that addition. It's just you're now going to go in a different direction with this as opposed to the direction of we're watching this to see a super, a superior form of golf. Like that's not, now we're going to get sort of more of the dynamic of like guys playing with their buddies and, and we may not see those excellent shots. So the audience is going to flip a little bit. 
I tuned in not only for the Tiger and the Phil and the stellar shots that I know that they could hit and that we're not really privy to that often anymore because they're getting older. I tune in because I know in a, in a relaxed environment, that kind of fire could fly. So I want to see that. Now, you, when you bring Charles Barkley in the mix, it gets a little hokey, just like a little bit. It gets a little wonky, like the, the whole dynamic changes. So I don't know if this is something I will tune into now, but mm. I am coming from a very my perspective is so myopic in the sense that I have like a one track mind and I like to see good golf and I really like to watch guys play good golf. Otherwise I'm not going to tune in. Like I, I don't really need to see them hanging out and I'm sure Steph Curry is going to hit some great shots. I'm sure Peyton will hit some great shots, but for me, Tiger was the money ticket for these events. Right. Yeah, I mean, thinking back to the match 1.0, when it was just Tiger and Phil, I mean, from an excitement standpoint, like commentary-wise, it wasn't really there. But match 2.0, I think, was a big-time step up because even Brady got out of his shell a little bit, and Manning is pretty dry, and Phil really has blossomed in terms of personality, too. And, you know, Tiger is Tiger. Now you have match 3.0, and I'm not really sure what the dynamic is. I don't necessarily know what Manning and Steph's relationship is. I assume Chuck is friends with everybody, but that's something to monitor, too. How about this, Bridget? So Friday, November 27th, obviously Black Friday, nobody is going to be out shopping. I really don't think it's going to be a brick-and-mortar type of Black Friday this year, so I expect a lot of people, A, not working per usual on that day, and then B, shopping online. So from that standpoint, I do think listenership or viewership should be good, but you're saying you're not sure if you're going to watch at all. I just, I tune in to see that Tiger Phil dynamic. I grew up and... That was the, they weren't enemies. They weren't friendly. I, I know now that they're friendly, but if you've watched golf for the past 20 years, and maybe I'm displaying my age here, they were not friendly. Tiger was friendly with no one. He was they a robot. Prickly, for sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Phil has accredited Tiger to a lot of his success as sort of the pusher behind him. But Phil has also said if Tiger wasn't on tour, Phil would have been the tiger. Phil, Phil would have been the superstar. They had a cantankerous relationship forever until Tiger had his health issues and was off the tour, was off the circuit, was out of the game. And he and Phil, Phil was really there for him. He and Phil started this friendship. Phil was very supportive. Phil was a listener for, t there goes my house phone. Shout out to the landline. This is going to be like, uh, the, uh, the hill that I die on is my landline interrupting me. Um, but for me, to see the dynamic of those two together, now that they do have this relationship, it's supportive in a sense. I think that Tiger coming back in such a grandiose way, he won the tour championship. He's now a major winner after his comeback. Like, yes, he's done a lot. And I think probably Phil has a little bit of jealousy but they are friendly and they are dads and they are in a different part of life now that I really enjoy seeing. And I know people said it was boring. Like tiger was making dad jokes and, and that and whatnot, but I like it. I enjoy it. So, so I tune in for that in a weird way. You and I can, we talk about this a lot. We are very cr 
chronophobic. I think that's what you call it. We're very nostalgic. Yes, definitely. So I love seeing the two of them together. You take Tiger out of the mix. First of all, Tiger is the eye candy for me anyway. So taking him out, I might not have watched, but the whole dynamic is going to shift when you add Charles Barkley into the mix. This is all to say, by the way, folks, as we button this up here, talking about the match 3.0. Maybe they did try to get Tiger involved. And, hey, he wants to be with his kids because it's literally the day after Thanksgiving. So, I mean, we don't know that part, too. So maybe Phil tried to egg on Tiger to, hey, get involved, and he didn't want to. And so they went out and they got Steph as kind of that fill-in. That's my assumption, Bridget. I think it would have been Tiger, Phil, Chuck, and Peyton. And so they bring in Steph because Tiger maybe didn't want to do it or, you know, what have you. So maybe that's something as well. I find it hard to believe that they would just bypass Tiger and go right to Steph and Chuck and not even ask if he's interested. So maybe that's a dynamic as well. You know, day after Thanksgiving, Tiger wants to be with his family, priority sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. And this year is so strange. COVID, travel, why are you going to be traveling? traveling if, if maybe you don't have to maybe he, he is traveling for the holidays I don't know so I agree that that could have been it the other thing is though you go in a totally different direction and that's like that's gonna be my standpoint on this if he did decline or if there you know it didn't work out in his schedule or whatnot then you bring someone in who's not comparable no one obviously is comparable to Tiger but in the sense of I just don't I I'm this match match three isn't for me (laughs) this ain't it for Bridget this ain't it for me I'm just gonna we're just gonna end it there and uh I hope you guys all enjoy the third rendition of the match okay so there you go that is for Thanksgiving weekend but this weekend we have the Zozo championship Tiger Woods Back in action, presumably the only tournament that he plays in before the Masters. But before we get to Tiger, Mr. Dustin Johnson will not be playing due to contracting COVID-19. His agent said, quote, while he is feeling much better, he is still a bit low on energy and feels it would be best to wait and resume his schedule in Houston. So he's going to play... That's right, the Houston Open, November 5th through the 8th. That tournament, by the way, will be the first since March to allow fans. They will have 2,000 fans per day. So a couple of things to unpack here, Bridget. A, DJ contracting COVID-19, any concern there about his health and the Masters? And then B, the Houston Open being the first tournament since the restart to have fans back. Yeah, so Dustin, he was eligible to play because it had been more than 10 days since the onset of symptoms. Um, And his manager did state that he opted out for rest. I think that that's smart, especially since Dustin has said that he still has a bit of low energy. And I think that he knows now how to take his health into consideration. He's 36 years old. I'm not saying he's old, but he's older than a lot of the young guys on tour who maybe haven't come back from injuries and they don't know exactly how much time their body needs. I think Dustin knows exactly how much time he needs. And I think that he's going to wait until he's feeling better. And that's a great idea. Also going to the tournament as fans for the first time and he has the antibodies. So why not not tee it up at the Houston open? If you haven't contracted coronavirus and you're planning on playing the Houston open with fans, 
Hmm. I don't know. If I was a tour player and I had a ticket to Augusta, I wouldn't be playing a PJ tour event with fans. I just wouldn't. I disagree with it. I understand wanting to get fans back into the mix. I think it's too soon. Wait, you could wait. You could wait the year. You could 2020 is a wash for fans. Just put your foot down and just say it. Don't have this expectation of getting fans back on the course as soon as possible. That's not necessary. It's no problem watching the events without fans. People at home have been doing it for months now and it's fine. We don't need to rush. I don't care if it's 2000. I don't care if it's 200. You only need one person and that becomes a super spreader event. I'm not like a fear monger. I definitely think that people will social distance and they should wear masks and I masks and I understand it's an outdoor event. I get all that, but why? Just why add that wrinkle into the mix? I don't understand it. I think it's unnecessary. I if I was going to be playing at Augusta, I definitely wouldn't be teeing it up in a, at an event the week prior with fans, unless I knew that I had the antibodies and I knew I was at zero risk at all. I just wouldn't. The particles are airborne. There's just like so many things. They float in the air, yeah. Yeah, it's like, and I know it's outside, but uh, okay, if you're in close proximity and someone just happens to sneeze, like things happen, I don't know. Why just enter that? into the the mix i i honestly i don't understand it so i was a little surprised when i heard it I, and it's not surprised in the sense that i i want fans back it's not like i don't want fans back that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying i was surprised since at this point we've gone this long why now like why now there's going to be an uptick. We've heard that there's been more cases now that the fall season is rolling around. I just think it's weird. Like the timing is strange for me, but I, I guess we'll see. To I, each his own, I guess. Yeah, and I understand the, the value of having fans. I totally get it. It's just for me, my personal opinion, this is totally unnecessary. Yeah, I don't get it either. And I don't know if the Houston Open wanted the quote unquote prestige of being the first tournament to have fans back since the shutdown. Who knows what the real motivation was? It certainly isn't monetary. We're talking about 2,000 fans here, people. They're not exactly making a billion dollars off of this. So it's not that. And we've talked about this before. Golf versus stadium sports. When you're at a stadium, you're seated, you're distanced, you're likely outside, although sometimes you're not, but everybody has masks on, sometimes they don't. But again, it comes down to the whole policing thing. But that's safer compared to potential congregating and roaming a golf course. And again, who's going to enforce the rules and what have you. At the end of the day, we don't know just yet what the protocols are, if masks are required, you know, maybe they will have their badges on Bridget with tracking devices so people can enforce distancing. I don't know per se, but yeah, again, I think it's unnecessary 2021. Fans are a 2021 thing and it is a little bizarre that the Houston Open is going to do this, but it'll be interesting to kind of track as we watch the tournament before the Masters, you know, how the crowd interacts with the golfers and what have you. So stay tuned about that let's talk about tiger woods he is playing this week at sherwood a course he knows very well because bridget alluded to it used to be the host course for the hero world challenge 
Tiger entering this week at plus 3,000 odds to win the tournament. By the way, he is, quote-unquote, the defending champion of this event. He returns to play for the first time since a missed cut at the U.S. Open. But Sherwood has done wonders for him. He has averaged 3.68 strokes gained per round on the field across 32 career rounds here. That's pretty solid. And another dose of positivity for his chances this week, his last three wins all came in quote-unquote small field events. The Zozo, the Masters, which is under 100 people typically, and the Tour Championship. So there's that. But the reality here, in my opinion, Bridget, we've talked about this, he's not playing well based on the data that we have. He does love the course, so that's a good thing. If you're picking him to play well, you're really guessing, but you could be smartly guessing because, again, he has proven us wrong before winning out of nowhere. Just to give you guys some context here, this was prior to Tiger's win at last year's Zozo, missed cut at the Open, WD at the Northern Trust, T37 at the BMW Championship, surgery on his knee, and some really bad reports out of a practice round before the Zozo. What does he do? He wins. So again, it's like, you just don't know. So you could be guessing smartly if you predict him to win. That is all to say, because even with the layoff, the lack of good data to support solid form, he can still win this week. I'm saying it right here, right now. You're saying it right here, right now. Tiger has a chance. Stunner. <laughs> When he's in the field, he has a chance. I agree. And he finished first five times or second five times in 10 out of 12 starts when the Hero World Challenge was here. So I don't know. He also beat David Duvall in that two-in-one and then made-for-TV showdown at Sherwood. That was that was like ten year, nine oh, or wow. ten years old. That's like and the I'm original from, The Match. <laughs> I know. I And I mean, I love this course. I, I think growing up on the East Course, I really caught into West Course it, growing I just said growing up on the East Coast, <laughs> growing up on the East Coast, I really, I enjoy seeing West Coast golf courses. I really love this golf course. I know it's a Jack Nicklaus design and it, it's in a place where Tiger is very, very comfortable. So sure, I think he has a shot there. He's not my pick to win. The course I have read, it, it's mighty short. That's what I know about Five it. par fives. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but yet still short, just a shade over 7,000 yards. It's crazy. Yeah. So you would expect a low score to win, but I mean, I don't know. So I'm going with, are we ready for who I'm going with? Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going with someone who is coming to a place that he knows like the back of his hand. When he was a little kid, he watched tiger play here he heard the tiger roars, just imagining what he could do on this stage. Going with Matthew Wolf this week. I like the pick. And like Despite last week, he kind of wasn't all that great, but uh, he was due for a little bit of a fallback. Let's not talk about last week. It was an aberration. It's fine. We're over it. We're going to move on. He actually is the guy who bounces back from things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like. He missed getting I'm not even gonna go in. I'm not gonna rehash the past actually you know what we're just gonna be all positive about Matt Wolf uh, speaking of positive your money count is now one million seven hundred and one thousand dollars 
Great job with Shoffley last week, finishing in second. I had Cantley finishing tied for 38th, and I am just a shade over $50,000. So a humbling experience for me here in this new PJ Tour season. I do want to put a button, though, on a Tiger's chances this week because I read something from Kyle Porter that I think is really accurate about this new version of Tiger. And he said, quote, and in some ways, this version of Tiger could be even more exciting than any of the previous iterations. Because we had years of data telling us those wins and that dominance was coming, but when an old lion regains top form and it comes from the place where legacy and past excellence intermingle, well, that's special. And I think that's a great way to put it, Bridget, because these wins now just feel more special. It's not like, oh, ho-hum, win, 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 win. It's a lot of times out of nowhere and also, you know, really historic because, of course, he's chasing Jack and he's hoping to surpass Sam Snead at some point. So all of that to say uh, we appreciate, I think, his wins now compared to maybe 10, 15 years ago. So all that said, I'm not picking Tiger Woods to win this week. You know what? I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. I think it's a safe oh. pick. I think it's something that uh, hopefully will put me closer to you in this running here. I mean, he is the best T2 green player, I think, on the PJ Tour right now. Shoffley has been the best player in the world overall, not T2 green per se. I think Justin Thomas, obviously a guy who I got right last season, so I kind of know when things are coming with him. But I will throw out a couple of names, Bridget, that you might see on the leaderboard this week as well. Patrick Reed playing really well. And it could be a Bubba Watson week. I could not stomach picking him. But his tee to green game last week was like elite. If he finds it with his putter this week, he could win. So, First, I'd just like to say, Kyle Porter, why is he an old lion? Can't he be an old tiger? <laughs> That's a good point. Why did he use lion? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I get that lion is the king of the jungle, but like a tiger's a tiger. You can't change his stripes. This is going to be a tough one for me. We all know that Justin Thomas, besides Tiger Woods, is my favorite golfer on the planet. I can't now root. I'm going to be rooting for you. I hate when you pick Justin. Cognitive Thomas. dissonance. That's what I I'm going for. Oh, now I, I physically cannot root against Justin Thomas. It is not in my chemical makeup. It's impossible. So now I'm going to be rooting for Justin Thomas. And if he wins, I'm going to be happy. And you're going to win. This is, this is awful. I, what a recipe. Put, I love you know, it. You can put like an addendum where like you cannot pick Justin Thomas. <laughs> I just feel like we should because it's like a conflict of interest now. I, I'm just so desperate for a win. Really a top 10 at this point, for God's sakes. Please, JT, make it happen for me. Uh, shorter field, no cut event, Bridget. So we will get four rounds of Tiger. If you had to put a number on where you think he's going to finish, what are you feeling? I'm feeling low twenties. Okay. I like that. I, I don't think he's going to do a top five, top 10, top 15. I really don't. I just don't. So sorry, Tiger. I'm going to go with T13. T13, T12, I think he churns out a couple of good rounds on the weekend, has to warm up a little bit on Thursday, Friday, but he knows the course well, as you have said. And those five par fives, along with the course being relatively short, I think is something that he can take advantage of with his iron. So, yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, sounds good. He better watch out for those dense trees. Got to hit it straight. 
Got to hit it straight. Absolutely. And by the way, Phil Mickelson in the field this week, fresh off another Champions Tour victory. So we'll see if he can carry that momentum into a PGA Tour event. Tiger Woods in action this week, of course, in action at the Masters. If you don't know already, of course, I'm doing my fantasy league. Slide into my DMs. Hit me up if you want to be a part of it. Of course, free entry and a cash prize for first place. So certainly uh, look into that. And we'll have a full-on recap next week right here on the Tiger Woods podcast. For Bridget Whalen. my name is Cam Rogers, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.